Um, a nun outfit. That's quite a spooky uh, thing to have as uh, you know, a scary monster. But uh, what would be a work outfit to make it would be trickier to get scary? Well, I'm a librarian, and that's not very scary. So actually, I, I thought about you this. Could make a horror movie yeah. called The Librarian, and it would be fucking terrifying. Definitely. <laughs> if you had like a really boring, like you know, beige skirt and a cardigan, but like no face, that would be the scariest thing. Yeah, that would be cool actually. With maybe like, yeah, or called the art. Maybe an archivist would be scary because it would be like all dusty books and like. Oh, yeah. the archivist. The that has a nicer feel to it. It has a sort of ach kind of feel to the syllable in there which is spooky and also it plays into societal fears of intelligent women yeah and it could be like the librarian was like the goodie and the archivist was the baddie which i have experienced in work before Uh. (laughs) so not my current work um the beautiful and terrifying yin and yang the christ antichrist dynamic of any given library (laughs) don't find yourselves on the wrong side folks of the archivist oh that's it what okay what's the tagline She'll break your spine, <laughs> or um. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right. It's good. Um... <laughs> like I you know those you like. It. Have you ever been in an archive? You have, right? And they have those like turny wheel thing where you where you stand between two oh, um, yeah. big bookshelves, and they've got these wheels where you turn the airlock. Yeah, the lo- oh, locks. Right. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, you're gonna yeah. get crushed in one of those. Oh yeah, you by the archivist. <laughs> I really love how dramatic the tagline is because without the pun, I just like the idea you just have the killer. He'll fuck you up. <laughs> He'll cut your fucking head off. <laughs> <laughs> the killer. He'll kill you. <laughs> Hello and welcome to One Good Thing, the podcast that is the opposite of a miracle. Like traffic or a phone bill. <laughs> I'm Paulus. I'm Katie. <laughs> it's the opposite. That is the opposite. I'm joined by Katie Maiden from Katie Maiden's Life. <laughs> from my life. He woke me up in the morning <laughs> to do this, guys. I know, we're both so sleepy and I've got Rona and it's just... It's just not a good scene, guys. <laughs> it's just, like, if but you saw us right now, us. you'd be like, what the hell are you doing for your lives? Go back to bed, it's Sunday. I know, right, but thank you. Thank you for joining your worst friends at the lowest moment. <laughs> and uh, celebrating. <laughs> celebrating what might be the end of quarantine. Isn't quite feeling like it right now, but might do once again. Some air in me lungs. Me knackered old lungs. But nevertheless, let's talk about the nun. Um... Yes, Katie joins me for the second thrilling instalment of what we're calling Algorithm Month. Oh, what? You didn't tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) We're chasing the algo, Katie. We're just all month long. We're just going to try and review movies that have some sort of relevance to movies that are coming out in the subsequent week. And yeah. How better to chase that algo than to start talking about the most hotly anticipated horror sequel of the year, I imagine. It's Saw... Oh, no, wait. It's None! The None! (laughs) 
a series of visions when I was younger. And after each one ended, the same thought would be stuck in my head. What did you see? I saw none. Word of my visions reached the church, and I was asked to accompany a priest to an abbey in Romania. The abbey has a long history. Here. The nun too. Two nuns. The nun too. <laughs> is it is it two T double O? Oh my god, that would be so funny. <laughs> oh god, this is the fifth instalment in the Conjuring universe series of films, which of course started with The Conjuring in 2012, which we didn't see together. We weren't seeing much together at that stage, except the Hunger Games. Yeah, and we saw uh, a couple of Saw films around then as well because i remember we saw one while it was still in uni true but so was yeah during university we saw some stuff yeah. but afterwards i think you went back up to enfield for yeah, a bit I and I, yeah and i stayed in london so we didn't see much in the early 2010s um yes but the country came out in 2012 a very 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 loose adaptation of the case files of real life charlatans ed and lorraine warren so loose uh <laughs> so loose because stuff happens in it <laughs> Uh, that was then followed by the prequel, Annabelle, about the spooky doll that was kind of an incidentally in The Conjuring. It's just in the background of some scenes, but then yeah. they sort of made it the spinoff, uh, which looks hilariously nothing like the actual doll. Nope. If you see the actual doll that Ed and Lorraine <laughs> Warren wrote about, it's like this, you know, Rosie and Jim? It's like yeah. Rosie. <laughs> oh, Oh god! And then, then they had the Conjuring two about the famous Enfield haunting hoax. Yeah, they Katie did. Katie calling in from Enfield. I mean, not this Enfield. <laughs> oh wait, yes, it is. It's Enfield is it? UK. Enfield UK. Oh, yeah. okay. No, I have seen it. It I is. Just don't remember it at all. <laughs> you don't remember the terrible British accents of everyone involved. Oh yeah, no, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Now you do. Now I do. Uh, yeah, then there was Annabelle Creation, the Which prequel to the liked. prequel, a movie we both liked. Yes, yes that was in 2018. That, that year we started catching horror movies on the very big screen because the Cineworld kept putting them in like super the screen. super screen and the yeah. IMAX. That was like It Part 1, Annabelle Creation, others I assume. <laughs> those two. <laughs> that, mainly those two. Um, and then they made The Nun. Um, and then three more movies and now The Nun 2 is coming out, so... Yeah, what was the other Conjuring? So there's The Conjuring, the one that we saw together. The Devil Made Me Do It. That's it. And then the one that we just saw, yeah. right? So The Red Door. No, that was Insidious. Oh, that's insidious. I, I get so confused yeah. on account of it being the same I know. guy. <laughs> uh, is it the same guy? Is, is James Wan across both? No, I was talking I about the guy in it. Oh, Patrick Wilson. Yeah. Of course it's the same guy. Same fucking guy. Like, do not put... So, yeah. Guys, if you are listening to this and you're a horror filmmaker, do not put the same guy as your lead guy in two franchises. Mm. It's so confusing, yeah. dude. Especially when they're basically <laughs> the same amount of, like, landfill horror like <laughs> do yeah. you know what i mean yeah well imagine if both marvel and dc had used robert downey jr how so difficult confusing. it would be to keep track of what's what like i i do struggle because i've assumed that the conjuring verse was in some way blumhouse but it's not insidious oh is. so did i assume that but insidious is no yeah it's not it, this is warner brothers and uh, I don't oh yeah think, it is warner uh, brothers. i saw blumhouse the thing come up and i was like yeah. oh warner brothers did this what the fuck 
Yeah, we didn't get our spooky haunted house graphic that you get at the beginning of Blumhouse things. Blumhouse, Blumhouse. Blumhouse. Although Blumhouse, oh my god, if you look at a list of the movies they've made. Uh, The other Conjuring-verse movie that everybody forgets is uh, The Curse of La 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 Llorona. Oh, I don't think I saw that one. No, I don't think anybody saw that one. (laughs) That's the one that sort of got left behind, but I think that's what makes up the numbers. Anyway. In spite of all that, this is the most profitable horror franchise of all time, having what? made two billion dollars across eight movies. No, it hasn't. This made more money mm. than I can't think of one Paranormal that would make more money. Final Destination, any of them? Yeah, yeah. So this any is the of most them. profitable one. Wow, mm. that's disappointing, horror fans. <laughs> you disappoint <laughs> me on, daily. <laughs> show show up for Sorex and let's turn this around. Yeah, let's let's get let's it to two go. billion folks. Come on, we'll let you know when let's we're get, going. Let's make let's make Sorex the highest grossing film ever made. Oh my god, Barbenheimer, not even close. Saw Patrol. Um, so <laughs> it's gonna happen. Uh, Valak, the nun character, first appeared in The Conjuring Two when they ran out of content from the actual Enfield haunting because nothing happened. Uh, And they had to start making stuff up. Sorry, had to start making more stuff up. (laughs) It's based on the character of the the Borley Nun, um, a UK ghost uh, that Lorraine Warren claimed to have seen. Uh, The Borley Rectory, where you can see the nun, apparently, uh, was described by psychic researcher Harry Price as the most haunted house in England. (gasps) Dun-dun-dun! Now, Price would make for an interesting character in a movie. He apparently debunked a lot of fraudulent mediums and paranormal claims, but he might have just been thinning out the opposition because he did promote ones that he did think were genuinely psychic. And he was described by his biographer, Richard Morris, as a supreme bluffer, a hedonistic con man, a terrific raconteur, a great conjurer, a gifted writer, and a wonderful eccentric. And he missed out a really good friend. That is a lot of ways to describe someone i'm preparing a similar list for For me (laughs) for you (laughs) an absolute fraud and my dearest friend (laughs) at my eulogy oh god hey if we don't if none of us end up getting married when are we going to do like speeches where we say nice stuff about each other maybe we should just just like if we get to like if we get when we get to like 50 Right. I thought you were going to say when we get to Genville, the uh, commune that Jen is suggesting that we all live together. <laughs> when we get to Genville. When we get to Genville, let's just have a nice day where we all just stand up and yeah. do speeches about each other. Yours is going to have a PowerPoint, it. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a PowerPoint on each of you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> do that. It'd be nice. Anyway, five days after the premiere of The Conjuring 2, they announced that Valak is getting their own film, with a script initially by David Leslie Johnson McGodrick. Uh, who wrote Orphan McGoldrick oh Orphan McGoldrick was, sounds was better right. it was fine Orphan was good yeah. Uh, he, yeah he wrote that in it's prequel which I didn't see first kill no I didn't see that either uh, he wrote Red Riding Hood the Amanda Seyfried one that's a blast from the past wow I, I didn't think I ever Twi- saw that but maybe I should back when I like making, Amanda Seyfried like, they were trying to make Twilight related stuff out of uh, any sort of fairy tale property. Yeah. There are a couple of these, like Snow White and the Huntsman. Like, it's strange, but yeah, I think the idea was the wolf was sexy. Do you remember Beastly? Or yeah, remember Jenny? Of course talking I about do. Beastly? Because of yeah. uh, Jenny Nicholson, <laughs> our, our goddess, talking about. I remember Beastly. I remember the trailers for Beastly. I, I remember the book. To be fair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it's of that ilk. So he's he's from that school. Um, 
Then he also wrote, he's so weird, he wrote uh, Wrath of the Titans, Aquaman 1 and 2, and Conjuring 2 and 3. So he's a solid choice, I guess, having, having already written Conjuring. one experience. Yeah. Having already written two Conjurings, or like he was going to write Conjuring 3. Um, and he was also an assistant in the Shawshank Redemption and the Green Mile. Oh. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Considering how much time I've spent talking about him, uh, his script didn't get used at all, and they threw it out and got a new script by Gary Doberman. Uh, whose oh credits are Annabelle, Annabelle Creation, Annabelle Comes Home, and It 1 and 2. So, so they got a guy who's a lot more focused. Yeah, he <laughs> specializes in landfill horror. Yeah, it kind of sounds like he's like the in-house script writer. <laughs> Don't worry, yeah. just... Uh, like, you know, people that again? just write Mills and Boone? Gary. His name's Gary. Yeah, it's all right. Gary will, Gary will knock it out. He'll knock it out of the park. No, we tried to hire tried to hire the guy who wrote Red Riding Hood, but you can't capture lightning in a bottle twice, so uh, get Gary to do it. Gaz. Gaz. Uh, but they did look outside of their usual team for the director, though, because they got Corin Hardy, who is an Irish director, whose only prior credit is The Hallow. A very good Irish film. Have you seen The Hallow? No. It's a good Irish horror film about a couple who go to um, the woods and run afoul of forest-dwelling baby snatchers. And oh, oh no, what? they've got a baby. Oh, of course they do. Leave the baby <sighs> at home, guys. Leave it with the grandparents on, if you want to go to a haunted forest. <laughs> it's not a suitable place. And you'll just end up getting mad when a baby wants to go home early. Uh, it's, it's weird and kind of gross. I remember liking it. But, you know, perhaps he'll become... <laughs> He'll become a part of the Conjuring crew and uh, be involved in lots of them, depending on how well The Nun does. He is not slated to direct any future feature films. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Having seen this film. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The main character of this film, Sister uh, Irene, I think, is played by uh, Taisa Farmiga. Uh, Confusingly, the sister of Vera, who plays the completely unrelated character of Lorraine Warren, Uh... the main character of most of these movies. So real life sister, no, yeah, real life sister. But the characters have nothing to do with each other. Yeah. But apparently, she did a really good interview, and you can really see that in the final performance. Interview, audition, <laughs> interview, no, audition. They just that's the one. They it was an interview. They can't do any reading. They just interview. Where her. do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> um, still thinking about my terrible performance in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> you, you welcome aboard. She was cute though. She was pretty. She's very cute. Like I've named her um, Sister Thomas and Mackenzie, and I think that's the height of <laughs> expressing fondness for how cute a character is. Um, Hardy had a Catholic priest come in to bless the set before filming. Well, that sounds counterproductive. What no. movie are you trying to make? What? <laughs> no, he didn't. It's like, what are you trying to do? We want it to be scary. That reminds me of the story of Helena Bonham Carter, who plays um, Princess Margaret in The Crown, seasons three and four. Oh, yeah. And she... Oh, did she do a seance? Yeah, she held a seance to talk to <laughs> oh, Princess God. Margaret to, like, ask her how she wanted to be portrayed. And it's like, dude. And, and I, it, I remember in the article it said she oh, got her medium to hold it. And I was like, wait, she has, like, a personal medium. She has a personal medium. Oh, my God. I was going to say the money I would have spent to have been the medium in that situation. <laughs> yeah. she's, she's saying... She wants her Mexican heritage to be much more prominent. <laughs> <laughs> and Helena Bonacarta's like, yes, I can work with that. <laughs> Finally a note I, I mean, can she work was with. incredible. The afterlife. <laughs> so maybe it, it worked. worked, clearly. It, it okay. worked, bitch. Killian, next time. 
Get Oppie on the get Oppie on the phone via medium. <laughs> Just push it into the next level. Oh god! For some reason, extensive reshoots were held. Um, it shows. Basically, I think they decided. You know what? There's too many scenes of things making sense. Let's just replace them with more horror scenes. Yep, more um, jump scares that don't make anyone jump. Yay! Uh, critics felt that God ends here. Um, there's lots of the, this movie gives up the ghost or the sins of the movie or it being unholy. Look, it's not easy being a film critic. Okay, just sometimes it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, they had a like, my... field day with this one. They were like, "Yeah, oh, we are gonna, yeah, we're gonna go to town on um, <laughs> on so many like." Just, I would have just like at the beginning, just been, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah. dear God, Jesus Christ, help us from this movie. I'll tell you what, one of my favorites though, uh, Clarice Lochry, uh when she was still working for like a blog that was that darn movie show, um, wrote. Horror is one of the safest genres in terms of taking risks. That's why it's always that's why it always feels frustrating when movies like The Nun play it so so safe. She's right, you can do such weird stuff with horror. Yeah. yeah. So do it. Do it, damn it. Do it. <laughs> Public, on the other hand, regarded this as the very holiest of shit. Uh Sandik Khan over uh, Das on Google said Okay. Exclamation mark. Let's go start. There were so many complex reviews to read, and as a result, I was in confusion that I that should I go or not, but finally decided to go, as it will be my pastime. I found that the storyline is a little bit raunchy, and could have been better, but I never went bored, and overall enjoyed the way Corin Hardy presented the movie. You should go watch. And also, notice that some people recommending to download the movie instead of going to the cinema hall, which actually they are promoting the piracy. In lieu of that, you can recommend to buy movie DVD or digital file, because every movie is created based on their budget and hard working of the teams, cameramans, editors, makeup artists, and many more persons. That's the highest rated review on Google. Wow. I mean, he's right, guys. Don't pirate. He's right, though. Don't pirate. Come on, guys. Come on. Watch this. Or use a VPN to pretend to be in another country. I think that's a victimless that's, Yeah, that's fine. You can do that. I'm still paying Netflix. It's just, you know, copyright. Just like paying, also the... paying for a VPN. So it's fine. Yeah. Or just go to the cinema hall. It's fine. Cinema hall. I like cinema hall. Yeah. That's cinema nice. hall is good. I like that. Let's use that for now. <laughs> uh, Ingrid Bisu is a three-man. Uh, Bisu, like Kiss. Uh, she plays Sister Oana in this, who is impossible to distinguish from the little cadre of nuns. No, yeah, um, no idea. But she was the flirty CST in The Malignant, and her very first role was Young Girl in Blood Rain. So she's a three-man. Oh, free to a man, free in a bush, free, free, yo. Films are shit, mate. Good for her. The <laughs> Nun has 24% on Rotten Tomatoes, 46% on Metacritic, 5.3 on IMDb, and 74% on Google. Google! Which is a cursed, cursed platform. What the Google. hell? I don't <sighs> know what you are. Tell you what, though. Budget? 22 million. 22 million? What That's are they spending that money on? The two minutes <laughs> no, of Patrick okay. Wilson. Catering costs about 5 million. So, <laughs> but uh, 22 million. How much do you think it uh, pulled in? Oh, God. Um, less. <laughs> no, I'm going to go more because people less. watch because people watch Landfill Horror. And also you said it was really like the, the biggest mm. franchise. So I don't know, like uh, 100 million. 100 million? Uh, 365 million. Whoa. 
that's why there's so many of these. Even we didn't go and see it. I know, right? We didn't. I can't think why. Maybe I feel was like during the we London should see this none too now. Now we've done this, me and you should go and see it. Oh, God, it. yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I want to see what happens next in this thrilling saga. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Dude. Thrilling saga. <laughs> so, Katie, you Frenchie. Yes. What's one thing about the nun that made you feel that the demon in your painting is real? Oh, my God. Um, Such a scary painting. I liked the bit with the bells in the graveyard yes so i like that conceit um if th- if if listeners don't know um when you there used to be a thing right back before you could tell if someone was in a coma or dead where if you thought they might be in a coma as opposed to dead you would tie a string around their wrist when you buried them run the string up to the ground like above the ground and hang a bell on uh-huh. it so if they woke up while they were in the coffin <laughs> they could ring the bell right and you would know that they were in a coma and you could dig them up yeah hence graveyard shift that's where the term comes from also ah. dead ringers that's also where the term comes from ah yes. but wait a dead ringer is someone who looks exactly like someone yeah i think it maybe came from like that and then zombies or something i don't know but that's where it originally yeah. comes from anyway there's a scene okay. in this where probably there's... zombies if ever there's a gap in etymology there's probably a zombie there's probably it. just a zombie there i'm not sure i <laughs> did not learn the entire history of this phrase anyway um i'm sorry i expected you to i know so there's a scene where um they're in a graveyard and there's loads of bells yeah. around which is why there are bells around yeah and the father father what the fuck was his name oh i don't know i'm about to call him father shithouse because he's built like one okay father <laughs> fucking built like massive a brick this shithouse. guy um he yeah. he gets stuck in this coffin and he's ringing yeah. the bell and sister um cute cute face she has to <laughs> she is has to like dig him up and he's like ringing the bell and he's got like a lighter yeah. because everybody that's always stuck in a coffin always has a lighter yeah. on them because that's just like yeah, i need to have a lighter yeah, on me for when that happens to me. when that happens and he's like and, and actually like being in a coffin is, is claustrophobic man like it is like oh, it, i yeah. wasn't like yeah yeah i wasn't terrified but i was like okay i don't like this bit that's scary so that i like that yeah, bit that's good stuff yeah it's, it's yeah that's a good bit and it's like the supernatural is going to come at him in unusual ways yeah like it i remember you saw did you see the red door in the end yes i did see the red door similar claustrophobic scary moment in the mri machine but that one for me had a much spookier oh my god yeah payoff. i do not want to have an mri ever basically no <laughs> not now not ever well, um, no, not yeah. ever. so let's get into what happened also i really enjoyed when you were describing how the bell system worked and you got momentarily confused by uh, the concept of it runs up to the ground yeah but i wait. was like wait a second it runs- <laughs> yeah up up to the ground yeah up to the ground up that's to the ground you know up to underground the- <laughs> <laughs> love it okay so we start with a very helpful reminder of what happened in the conjuring 2 and uh yeah it's just her like her with her daughter in the corridor and it's like mom who's that Oh, this is going to be a very subtle face and a weird... Oh, no, there she is. That's just a nun. <laughs> it's just right there. Like, hey. Just standing there. Hey. <laughs> it's all right if I, it's all right if I stay here for a bit. No. I'm going to stay oh. here for a bit. <laughs> uh, anyway, with that essential exposition delivered, we now cut back to 1952 before any of that's going to matter. And there's some nuns, and they they want to go into a spooky basement to retrieve a relic they have because they need it for their boot sale. 
Yeah, and, and like obviously you, when you have like a really essential, and you do find out what this relic is later. Yeah. Um, when you have yeah. that, let's keep it in like a spooky basement and not in like a really secure vault considering what it is, which we will reveal later. It's not, it's not even the relic they're after, is it? It's the key to open the cabinet where they keep it. Because <laughs> that's what they have later. Like, why not just keep that on you? Yeah, just keep it like on a keychain somewhere. Make a copy. Like... <laughs> <laughs> keep one under the mat god damn it anyway evil never checks there but <laughs> nun a gets killed but chucks the chucks the key and some more exposition at nun b and nun a dies uh, but also demonstrates great determination to finish her final thought don't let it have you you know what you must do i can't the not even god can save <laughs> then god help us but she's getting dragged back with a screaming jump scare at the same time and that's cool don't let the jump scares interrupt you. <laughs> what you have to say is important and valuable. I mean, ruins the jump scare, but okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, the jump scare ruined my thing. Uh, but why did we put so many creepy corridors in this nunnery? Is the question we have to ask ourselves. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're creepy. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot about that. Anyway, uh, Nunbi uh, sensibly decides not to fuck around with the corridor and just chucks herself out the window instead. Fuck this. I love yeah. that. The door opens and it's like a long, spooky, dark corridor, but she's like, mm, yeah. I think I'll hang myself. I'm going yeah. to go with plan, plan A. And she gets found in the morning by Justin Timberlake, a Romanian <laughs> peasant who finds the body. And uh, yeah, it's very troubling for him. Ah, oh, but Jesus, would you look at that? Joe's husband or hungry father? I'm sorry, what? Well, usually it's one of the two. And an older man and a young, beautiful... Not soon as some girls show up on my doorstep at this hour of the morning. Frenchy. They call him. He's called Frenchy. They call, he's Romanian. They call him Frenchy. No, he's not Romanian. And I believe both. There's a line. <laughs> oh, he's French Canadian. He's French Canadian. And I was like, for the whole movie, I was like, this man is not Romanian. Like, I think I sent you a I'm... voice message about halfway through watching it yeah. being like, this man is not Romanian. And then about like five minutes from the end, he's like, I'm French Canadian. And I was like, oh. I'm French Canadian, to be sure. You're actually Irish. <laughs> like, for, for yeah, you're real definitely Irish. 100% Irish. <laughs> oh, God. Well, a week later or the next day or something, uh, the guy who played Castro in Shea. Or was the Castro, never the Shea? Oh. Such a shame. Uh, plays the priest, uh, Father Brickshit House. And uh, oh, my God, it's Michael Bloody Smiley, Tires from Spaced. So, last time you were here was what, nine, six, seven years ago? After my time as a chaplain ended in the war, yes. Well, we appreciate you coming again under such short notice. Do you notice him? No, I didn't. No, I Oh, uh, he's here. Okay, now, yeah. He was in Censor, remember? He was. He was the uh, sleazy producer. And he's here, and he had an officious British man with him, and they tell him... Uh, we haven't heard from the creepy nunnery in a while. Could you go check it out, please? <laughs> I like no. the way they were in the Vatican and they weren't speaking Latin. Like you're supposed to. Speak I know, Latin right? In the, in the Vatican, if you're like a, if you're, you know, holy, it's a thing. There's a reason they call it the Lat, the Latin gun. Latin gun. That's Latin. Latin. Oh, whatever. The Latican. Anyway, <laughs> they do. Uh, I don't speak Latin. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a priest, therefore I can't. I can't say it. But. Uh, Alright, fine, I'll go. Great, take this nun with you. It's Sister Thomas and Mackenzie who is doing some kind of religious play with dinosaurs and she's a filthy progressive type who believes in dinosaurs and evolution and making children laugh. Yeah, and koalas. Because on... koalas! Koalas aren't in the Bible, but you know, you believe in them, huh? 
I don't actually. You <laughs> Not do. until they add an addendum. Not until they add an addendum <laughs> at the end that's just like, addendum to Noah's here are Ark. all the things that definitely exist. <laughs> addendum to Noah's Ark that lists every animal. Noah's, um, <laughs> I don't know, what's smaller than an ark, but funny. Lifeboat? <laughs> Noah's lifeboat. Schooner? <laughs> Noah's <laughs> banana ride. You know those like bananas. And they just got like some oh. koalas on there. Yeah, <laughs> they were t- they were being towed. They- the koalas were the party animals. <laughs> they were like being towed behind the ark. Well, they do have chlamydia, <laughs> so that's true. You want to separate them out a bit. You know what they're like. So oh, <laughs> it's so funny that koalas have chlamydia. I'm sure it causes a lot of very big problems, but it's just amusing. <laughs> it's so cute. cute chlamydia cool. so isn't cute chlamydia. I caught it off a koala, seriously. Um, what were you doing to it? Uh, Timberlake, meanwhile, is having some bad dreams because of seeing that dead nun and because his style shouldn't exist for another 70 years. He looks so modern to me, is Justin Timberlake, the character. Not actually played by Justin Timberlake, guys. Not actually played by Justin Timberlake, but wouldn't be surprising if he was because he just doesn't belong in 1952. Anyway, they hire him to take them out to the creepy nunnery in Blair Witch Woods uh, because he's been there before, remember? You saw that dead chick? You saw the nightmares about yeah. it? Take us there. I'll give you a tuppence. He took the net dead chick he... down, but didn't like contact anyone about it. <laughs> he just like, he took it down yeah, and was like... like, well, that's my job done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it must have been so scary to find that body. Yeah, especially when I had to move it to the ice house. Why'd you do that? Well, to preserve it for the crime scene investigation. You are so not from the 50s. <laughs> Fine. Let's go, let's go have a look at her. Oh, no, ah, uh, uh. Uh, but they decide to bury her to be respectful, I think. I think so. And also, like, stuff with religion, right? Like, if they're not buried properly with, like, a priest and shit, then they don't go to heaven or something. Yeah. I mean, she's not going to heaven anyway, also, right? She killed herself. Exactly. I don't think there's any examples of positive self-martyrdom in the Bible. You have to let them kill you. That's how it goes. Well, I'm still waiting, Paul. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I want to be a saint. Come on, let's get... Wanna get in the Bible? Wanna get in the Bible? Addendum with the banana boat party koalas. <laughs> I wanna be in the banana boat party with the koalas, and the only way to do that is to get eaten by a lion. I think I didn't understand the Bible when I read it. <laughs> I never read it. Ah, uh, <laughs> this is where we found her. You didn't clean the blood off. What? I was really tired after shoving her in the ice house. Still wet, look. <laughs> and you couldn't so like call us or something. No, no. There's no phones here in Romania. <laughs> <laughs> I assume I haven't looked. I've only been here for five minutes. I'm Irish. French Canadian Irish. <laughs> French Canadian Irish is a very ov- overlooked demographic. Yeah. <laughs> so they stalk around a bit and then find Mother Charlotte Rampling. And she's not overly helpful. <laughs> uh, but they decide to stay the night. Yeah, for some uh, bizarre reason. They're like, she's like, you can stay like in the chapel or something, like in the outhouse. You can stay in the haunted wing. Yeah, it's all good. You yeah. can stay there. And they're like, cool, <laughs> Frenchie, go back to your house. We'll stay here. It'll be fine. Come back in like later. Come back in a couple of days. Come we'll be done. Later. Like, well, why not? After all, my Fitbit does say I need to get more steps in. It's 19 fit. Forget it. So. <laughs> But unfortunately, he doesn't get far because a zombie nun has a right good go at him. But luckily, he's able to shamble away and uh, gets over it quite quickly. OMG. I don't I don't know what to do with you. It's not right. <laughs> so meanwhile, uh, Father Shithouse is back at the thing and it's like, you know, this reminds me of a horror movie that I was involved in once. <laughs> involving a spooky young boy that haunts me to this day. 
Anyway, night. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I don't understand. <laughs> there was a lot of things I don't understand about this movie, but maybe mainly, um, why was the scary boy in this? Scary boy, because it's like the event horizon. The nunnery figures you out and like sends a spooky ghost appropriate to you. Except Thomas and Mackenzie. Yeah, except the other two people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Frenchie. Yeah. So just, just the priest. So well, I guess a priest for Frenchie... in a nunnery, then you get a spooky ghost appropriate to you. Yeah, that's so. Well, specific. they just had no previous trauma. <laughs> Thomas and Mackenzie was like an innocent, and Justin Timberlake's big scary thing was seeing the dead nun. So. So more dead nuns. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. More cool. dead nun. I'm afraid. That's the actually the tagline for nun too. More dead nuns. Ah, <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm sure it's all gonna be fine. So he gets buried alive. Uh, the editor did it because it really happens very quickly. Uh, whilst and Sister Thomason doesn't actually get it any easier though because she gets touched on the shoulder, but I guess his needs come first, so she has to dig him up. It's like <laughs> I'm spooked, <laughs> but fine. I will operate this spade and get you out of there. It's operate really tiring to get operate the spade, but it's really tiring. Usually they get two people to do that. What to to yeah. dig up someone that rings the bell because to... they're in a coma, not dead. <laughs> Usually they get to two dig people a grave. to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Usually, look, I'm just saying she needs to unionize. <laughs> She's she can't. She hasn't <sighs> taken her vows yet, which they say like a hundred times during the. Oh, you God. haven't taken your vows. You haven't taken your vows. It's you that... haven't taken your vows. And I'm like, okay, she gets it. She's like. 18 calm down is that like being an intern in the religious sphere it's like we're not going to give you any holiday pay you can't get like sick pay holiday pay maternity oh, leave god not that you'd get maternity leave as a nun um, <laughs> if jesus makes you leave? pregnant you're gonna have to pay for that yeah yeah oh, jesus god. decides that you are the chosen one did mary get maternity leave what was her <laughs> that's on you well no because you know she was a woman back at was Joseph a carpenter? Is that how Jesus got yeah, into it? Yeah, Joseph was, was like... a carpenter. Okay. Yeah, that's how he got into okay. it. It's a family business. <laughs> well, did he? I assume he took some paternity leave in order to go to Bethlehem in order to make that happen. Oh, God, I can't believe all the babies have to be born in Bethlehem. It's such an arcane rule here in Judea. <laughs> anyway. That's where we're recording from today. Hi, guys. Recording from <laughs> hey. Judea. Hashtag Judea life. Um,. Yes, so Brick, uh, Father Shithouse just gets out of the grave and it's like, huh, huh. That's weird. Didn't like that. I'm tired now. I wonder if this book might explain what's going on. I want to leave! He just got buried alive. There's actual ghosts. Fuck this place. Why are any of us here? Go. Leave Romania. Never look back. Never mind that, sister. To the adventure mobile. So, yeah, Justin Timberlake's in a bar. And he says, can I have a virgin pina colada, please? When the fuck are you from? Does he actually say that? No. <laughs> oh, I was going to say that. Implying that he's a man out of time. Oh. He's a freaky man out of time. Oh, like but, in time, but... because Justin Timberlake is oh in God. time. Did you even think of that, or was it a complete coincidence? It was a complete coincidence. Is it Justin Timberlake and in time? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was either Mark Ruffalo, which is a different rom-com, or Domhnall Gleeson, which is a different rom-com. I'm I not don't talking about a rom-com. I'm seen. talking oh, about in time. Not about time. In time, uh, yes. Sorry, I f- no. About the time point. is um, uh, Donald. Yes, Donald Gleason. Okay, good, good, good. Okay, the world makes sense again. But yes, okay. not to this man because he's a freaky man out of time. But the barkeep points out that the spooky nunnery where he just saw a zombie is actually haunted. <gasps> can I borrow? Can I borrow your shotgun? It's a two drink minimum to borrow my shotgun. A cranberry gin fizz, please. <laughs> Meanwhile. <laughs> 
Thomason meets the only sympathetic nun. And it's like, um, hey, can you explain the nun uh, whilst, you know, I make this hilarious twitchy face in horror at everything you're saying? Sure, you, you concentrate on doing that. Um, one moment. It all started when the, with the Duke. He built the Abbey to contain the great evil. But then, during the war, an enemy bomb struck the Abbey and unleashed... Sister, stop narrating in there. Sorry. Yeah, it was. that was so weird. We're highly protective of our privacy. Some of the sisters would prefer I not speak to you at all. Can you tell me about the history of this abbey? It was built by a duke in the Dark Ages, the Duke of St. Carta. He wrote countless texts on witchcraft and rituals in which to call upon the forces of hell. Hell used him to open a gateway so that an unspeakable evil would walk amongst us. But the church stormed the castle. They sealed the gateway using an ancient relic containing the blood of Jesus Christ. The church claimed the castle for their own and our perpetual praying began to secure the abbey and contain the evil. She puts on such a narrator voice to do it. <laughs> so you know when you hear people go from their regular voice to like a newscaster voice? Have you ever seen people do that? Because <laughs> newscaster voices aren't their real voices. And it's like, no. today, the news at five or whatever. Um, <laughs> employ me, seriously. That would be your newscaster voice. Yeah, just really jauntily like, hi, and there's been a terrible accident. Um, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, uh, it's like that. Like, that was not her voice. Yeah. She like was like, and I'm going to yeah. narrate this part about the creepy duke. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, some fucking backstory. Oh, of course there's a backstory. Yeah, and who cares even? It's just there's an evil thing in the in the place, and then there was a bomb, and so now the evil thing is more about than it was before. I think it was in the basement before. It was confined to the basement, but now it's just, like, roaming about the place. So, fine. But yes, meanwhile, Father Shithouse is doing some reading when he's interrupted. Um, you won't find another way in, Father. Ah! Oh, it's just you, Mother, rambling. Like many places <laughs> in this world, the Abbey has a long history. That's good insight. Yeah. I, I thought that this, like, creepy abbey in the middle of romanian <laughs> forest probably had a long history yeah i mean it's not yeah. exactly like central is it <laughs> it was built by the fucking victorians wasn't it like all the stuff that looks old it was just a little a little resurgence in romanticism and it got rebuilt but it's actually only 200 years old yeah shit shit about britain <laughs> fucking victorians man oh but yeah her arm comes off and that's the end of her uh, Sister Thomason, on the other hand, interrupts Varric listening to some throat singing in his room. Her room, sorry. <laughs> this is my time! And so she yells, and stuff goes flying around. And it's very scary because of how noisy it is. Yeah, it's noisy and, like, big. Therefore, it's scary. I don't know if you know yeah, you guys are me. making a horror movie, but just make it noisy and big and <laughs> it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like an action scene. Yeah. You know how scary those are. <laughs> uh, luckily, Sympathetic Sister is down here to save her by scaring the living shit out of her again. Uh, sorry, we don't learn many social graces in this haunted nunnery in the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, sorry about that. But anyway, we should get you out. Uh, they try to have a prayer off. Oh boy, this is going to make for some good watching. <laughs> uh, but it doesn't work. Meanwhile, Father Shithouse gets lured into a jump scare by a little bell on a string because he's a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Is it also those bells from before? He's learned. He's been like Pavlov's uh, dogged. Pavlov. <laughs> he's been Pavlov's dogged into being a cat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
he nearly gets got by a zombie, but then Justin Timberlake ridiculously saves him. I do it for the gram. What? <laughs> what? I don't understand you. That's it. And they find out that all the nuns have actually been dead the whole time. Oh, they were dead the whole time. And the one from the beginning was the final nun. She's the final nun. Yeah, she was the final nun. It's the... <laughs> and how accurately that plays into tropes of the final girl. You practically have to be a nun in order to be the final girl in some 80s horror films. But... <laughs> Actually, a lot of them did have like implied sexual histories. Friday the Thirteenth, anyway. Anyway, that's that's for a different symposium. Um, <laughs> this is now a symposium. <laughs> but they're just like, um, oh, you've been seeing visions, and it's like, don't say that as if it's the weirdest thing that's happened today. You've all <laughs> been seeing zombies, so I've got some dead nun friends. Just let me live my truth. But we know that she had visions from like the beginning. This is why they brought. Yeah, like her along to Romania is that she had like yeah visions. I do not remember that. There was one up. throwaway line at the beginning Good that was Lord. like, you "So how your visions that. going?" kind of thing. <laughs> because I thought the big deal about her and the thing they established is that she's willing to be a bit more progressive than the other nuns, but that doesn't come up until the very end. So no. Anyway, so yeah, all the nuns are dead, and the evil one can't leave without a body. Oh, cool. Let's go. We can't leave. We can't just leave. We must contain the evil. It is contained. I can't leave this obviously haunted nunnery, which no one in their right mind would ever fucking go near. Let's just go. Yeah, I that bit really annoyed me. She was like, no, we can't leave. We have to shut a door or something. Like, Yeah, like, what, what good oh, is the door? The door is still something we're going to have to keep an eye on forever. Why not just leave it in this nunnery? I was so confused. I was like, oh, man, is it because Ugh. you needed another, like, 20 minutes of this movie? Yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, that's God. It would be amazing if the movie just ended with them leaving. Bye. Uh, anyway. And then they just have like a piss up at the pub. <laughs> oh, is this some folk song from your country? Uh, yes. yes. So <laughs> we'll need the blood of Christ to steal it. Well, we don't have any of that. So let's go. There's bound to be some of it knocking around. Let's just root around a bit. <laughs> Before that, though, she's like, I want to take my vows. I now know they are a miracle of God. And I am ready to commit my life to him. Uh, that sister is a noble act. It's a shame, but... That's a shame. I wouldn't have minded having a go. Timberlake, stop trying to be a fun character. Yeah. What? I, I would have been. I would have liked it if she'd been like, nah, do you know what? I don't want to take my vows. I want to get with Timberlake. Yeah. I'd take nah, them later. Yeah. Take them after. <laughs> <laughs> He's bringing sexy back. We're going to have to pay attention to that. <laughs> so anyway, in, in, this, in this, the penultimate level of Amnesia 3, nuns, uh, you have to use the key that you picked up on the nun's corpse, and if, you know if you miss that, look it up in our earlier guide. Um, to <laughs> open the catacomb vault and retrieve the blood of Christ, which is something that I'm pretty sure I bought from Alchemy when I was 16, looking at the actual thing it's in. Oh my god, yeah. So from the, when we said the relic that they were trying to get at the beginning, it was the literal yeah. blood of Christ. The literal it was, blood and of it's Christ. in such a hot topic fucking necklace as well. It's in, <laughs> it's in like this a like little cross. cross. Yeah, inside like another ball like honestly yeah would have bought yeah. it from hot topic and worn it when i was 15 and thought i was so also, cool you would have been so cool but also look how much of it there is yeah. like comes by the gallon like and also this this blood has not like evaporated in the last two thousand <laughs> years it's very special blood katie so they agree to separate and eventually after getting spooked by valak uh which you know are we sure it's worth all this bother to stop Valak? It seems like she just wants to scare everyone a bit. You know, let's just leave it to it. Uh, but they get scared for a while by spooky nuns. Oh, how original. 
and uh, then eventually <laughs> Sister Thomason is able to spit the blood of Christ into Valak's face. The end. So funny. <laughs> like, honestly, it's laughed out loud when she did that. <laughs> I was like, that, no, this is a comedy you movie. Go, sister. So funny. If we had seen this in the cinema, you and I have, would have been howling at that. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, they, they, <laughs> if we were still awake, we'd have been howling. As that. Ugh. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Oh shit, Timberlake's possessed or something though. The end. Oh yeah. Oh, no, the woman's are still about. Oh, twist! Timberlake was the guy in the first Conjuring movie footage when they're doing a lecture and you see them. That footage yeah. is actually from the first Conjuring. I don't know if they got the actor back or did like a Hayden Christensen on him to make <laughs> him the actor. No. They did a Hayden Christensen on him. Oh, the end of Return of the Jedi. We were all like, oh, this has been a really nice day watching Return of the Jedi at the cinema. Oh no, it's Hayden Christensen. Oh my god. Oh no. Why Hayden is he Christensen. here? <laughs> Why? I, th- I don't know if they did that, but in any case, it's very good. The end. And uh, oh, the soundtrack guy accidentally plays the music for the superhero film he wrote instead of the creepy music he needed to do for the country. Never mind. Never mind. The movie's Never over. Mind. What Let's did you... all go home. What did you make of? The nun. I have some questions. Maybe you can help answer them. Ooh. Ready? I might be able to. The yes. first question is why is this part of the conjuring universe? <laughs> <laughs> like because it's all the, there is the no nun. there's two minutes of the conjuring yeah. universe in this. It could have just been a standalone yeah. creepy nun movie. But I wouldn't have made as much money if it hadn't had like yeah. the stamp of the conjuring on it. So that's my number one question. So they wanted this to be like the backstory for the creepy nun character from The Conjuring 2. But the problem is when you take the creepy nun out of the regular world and put her in a creepy nunnery, it does diminish her sort of power somewhat when just everything is creepy and everybody's a nun. Like yeah. it makes it makes them less frightening. Yeah. She's not a creepy nun at that well, she is a creepy nun. She's just like she's not <laughs> if like everybody's the a creepy, creepy nun, nun. Then nobody's a creepy nun. She's, she's not the creepy nun. She's a no. creepy nun. Anyway, so that was my first question. My second question yeah. is: um, Is this film meant to be scary? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I, I was not at any point scared. I know that I <laughs> am slightly desensitized at this point, but um, I, I I was not at any point scared. Uh, I was laughing for all of it which yeah. comes to my second question is um is this a comedy movie i'm actually reading these off my notes was this meant to be a comedy <laughs> movie because honestly some of it was so funny dude i know like, i was like they could have just made this a comedy movie and it would have been so funny they keep flirting with the idea of making it a horror comedy but they don't actually ever commit <laughs> Holy mother of God. Frenchie. Thought you could use some help. Thank you. But please, by all means, next time, do use the shotgun. I'm saving that for emergencies, Father. There are some lines that... We'll come to the lines in the in the one good things, but like... There are some lines yeah. that were actually genuinely funny. My next question is, why yeah. is this set in the 50s and not either earlier or later? Because there is no, like... <laughs> you know, like, in the 50s, you see, like, the 50s dresses and the old TVs yes. and, the, and, the, and the 
Like, there's no reason why this couldn't have been, like, either way earlier, which would have been cool. Um, Like, I don't know, like, I'm thinking, like, Tudor, like, earlier. Or, like, <laughs> you know, like, medieval sure. or something. Yeah. Or just okay, later, medieval. just, like, whenever. Like, or make it 50s. Like, literally have, like, actual 50s shit in it. Because, yeah, yeah it was not... Well, it- why? The original Why was Conjuring it? was set in the seventies. Yeah, so they had to and have I it earlier. Like they just than decided that. they had to have it earlier, but setting it in the fifties, they do nothing to invoke the time period. They've got Justin Timberlake running around with his very modern-looking face and hair, and there's just there's, there's there's nothing in there to suggest the time period. There's nothing in the filmmaking. You could easily feel like it was now, and I feel like that was something that they just didn't really have the expertise to achieve. Which yeah. is strange because the Conjuring does feel like a seventies aesthetic. Yeah, that's the thing. It does, and um, like fifties is not. It's kind of easy to do because a there's a very like fifties like dress that you can do, but also it's post war, yeah. so there could be loads of like five years ago during the war. You know, like literally yeah. the war just happened. So well, they mention it once. They've got their bomb. Yeah, <laughs> like literally once, and I'm like, mm, yeah. okay. Those are all my okay. questions. What I generally thought of it was, um, it's actually it's it was a pretty boring movie. Like it really was. It really was. Um, like there's the jump scares weren't jumpy. The creepy no. stuff wasn't creepy. The plot was bad. The acting yeah. was mediocre. Yeah, and at least it was short, I guess. Like, yeah, I, yeah. It wasn't like I wasn't mad at it. You know how like Blood and Honey, we were both kind of mad at it. We were like, oh god, yeah. This was terrible. We hate it. Blah blah blah. I wasn't like I wasn't like this is awful. I hate it. But I was like, this yeah. is so mediocre that I feel like you're wasting my time. And I hate yes. that. Don't waste my time. I could have been watching a different movie, like, right yeah. now. The only reason I wasn't because so... I needed to watch it for this. <laughs> it is, it's so blandly inoffensive. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't really do anything beyond an absolute core essential, which is the core premise, okay, we need to explain where this nun came from, so we'll set it in a nunnery, you know, in the middle of nowhere. And once they get there, we'll have lots of characters wandering around in the dark and then something loud will happen to them. Yeah. And there's no real imagination or wit to that or, you know, anything made of the fact that the main character is, you know, a nun. And I think part of the reason for that is because of the general spirituality of the Conjuring universe, which is to portray Catholicism as being absolutely correct, but also this weirdly kind of benign, vaguely pleasant institution like every so often the warrens will just be like we need to check with the church to make sure this is okay and it's like checking with your local pastor whether or not your choice for the bake sale is going to be appropriate you know oh just find out (laughs) if there's going to be an exorcism or not and it's just they're always such a benign kind of passive thing even the shady bunch of like priests at the beginning like usually horror movie convention tells you that these guys are shady and that they're sending you into danger without telling you all the details. But that's not really what's happening here. They're just, yeah, you need to yeah. go check out this nunnery. Weird yeah. I, well, I'm Michael Smiley. Michael Smiley. Um, yeah. Just, like seriously, I, yeah. it was like, if they had added more substance, it would have been longer. So I didn't really want it to be longer. <laughs> But, um, I think just a rethink. It doesn't need yeah. more scenes making putting it in context. I think it just needs to be reconsidered because it's not just a very bland example of the Conjuring template. It's actually fairly inept in a lot of places with, you know, rushed characterization, with very uninteresting character design or sort of horror design, poor scare sequences. It's 
yeah, it's not just like, it, it's a very weak installment. And I've heard that La Llorona is also very bad, although I think this is the worst regarded generally. But I don't know, like, I've never... In terms of The Conjuring, I remember the first one having a very good aesthetic that I enjoyed a lot. And some very spooky um, jump scares, including, you know, the famous wardrobe kind of moment. The second one, I remember I enjoyed the character design, like the crooked man. And, uh, you know, it had some good setups, like the way it would phrase scary moments, like having the, um, you know, the, the old man who was haunting them in the background of certain shots. That was good. So, but... I don't. I think those are the two. Oh, and Annabelle comes. Uh, Annabelle creation. creation. I was just thinking, what did we like about Annabelle creation? Because we did come out of that. It's we hard both to liked remember. It. I like the aesthetic because yeah. they had like a lot of like it was like the old man who worked on toys, right? Yeah. And he was like he'd created the Annabelle, and then like the house was creepy. And actually, there were some scary yeah. bits with the doll. They were like, "Here's a creepy doll. Let's put it in a creepy situation." Like, and it was a bit longer, yeah. I think, than this, which meant like there was more yeah. backstory. And obviously, creation is the backstory, but this is supposed to be the backstory of the nun. So, it is. It's it. They, I don't know what happened between I think Annabelle it's creation just, and this. <laughs> it's just effective scare sequences. That's all you need from this. Like, if you yeah. think of the first Conjuring, the whole hide and go clap sequence, both of them really are unsettling. They play with the idea of things being unsettling, and I think part of that definitely has to be a mundane setting. You know, if again, if you're putting the spooky stuff into a spooky setting that's very over the top, then audiences just won't invest in any of it. You know, it's just, I don't know, it feels misguided, this one. Uh, and, a, and a big mix, misstep for the whole thing. But it's just, yeah, very surprising. Mm. It's surprising that something... But then again, I don't know the extent to which you do want just blandly competent horror movies. You do want... You know, horror movie is such a pulp medium. There are so few barriers to entry and such a high demand that there is an extraordinarily large amount of it out there. So you do want, when you're going to commit some time into watching a full-length horror movie, for it to be something a bit special. And at this budget level, you want to see something that maybe you wouldn't be able to see elsewhere. No, which you didn't get with this movie. Spoilers. Not really. Some of the production design, but again, a lot of it is just so blandly spooky. Like, if it had been a lot more straightforward and played straight, like, if it had looked like a historical site without all the fog and, the, you know, dark shadows and such, it might have actually been more frightening. Like, look at The Borderlands, a really good um, hot found footage horror movie set in a sort mm. of abbey in the uh, West Country, I think. Um, is not overly designed to be scary, and that makes it more sinister. Yeah. Well, that's found Because it's relatable. Found footage, you know right? places like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there's not much to dissect here, but uh, there's plenty of stuff to like, as always, so let's get into quick firing. Quick fire. Bang, 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 bang. Um, should I start? Yeah. Okay, uh, the aesthetic of the nunnery is actually kind of good. Like, it's... <laughs> in spite of what we said. In spite of what we said. Like, <laughs> what I mean is, it's uh -huh. dark and creepy. It like, is dark and creepy. There are dark and creepy corridors. I know it's like weird because it's like, why have we put loads of dark and creepy corridors in this nunnery? But mm. if, it's a horror movie. So you want dark and creepy corridors. And I was like, cool. And like at the beginning, I was like, oh, this nunnery, I wouldn't want to go in there. Like, you know, when you see like, if you see a building in a horror movie and you think I would not want to go in there, you're kind of doing it right. <laughs> I think so. But again, I stand by what I said there of like putting in... The spooky things into realistic settings, I think, makes them a bit more unsettling because you're not 
you don't often see spooky buildings that you think, I don't want to go in there, but you do have a hallway outside of your room that sometimes can be frightening when the lighting is just right. Yeah, exactly. So, but I they could have had, so they could have had the nonary, but just be like a more modern one. There's a bit where yeah. the, the father is like doing some research and he's like inexplicably doing his research in like a crypt. And yeah. I'm like, he, if this would have been better <laughs> in a library, because like you say, yeah. a library is supposed to be like a, like a safe place. Um, yeah. But, however... It's my safe place. I thought that the building was pretty cool. Like, the building itself, the cool. bones of the building were pretty cool. Yeah, sure. Um, I've always loved Joseph Bishera's original creepy logo music to The Conjuring. It's very over the top and such, but I like it. I like those kinds of sounds. And this score guy, Abel uh, Korzeniowski, uh, has his own version here. And it's like the only time I like the music in this. So, there's that. There's a scene with goats and there is a scene with goats and, and there's really a bit like where goats. So. Timberlake is feeding the goats and he's brought out a um he's brought out a big um bucket full of food and the goats are just like off in the distance like looking at him like oh what and then he pulls the food out and then you see a moment of hesitation where they're just like oh, okay yeah. and then they just go over to him. I love goats. I enjoyed that a lot. I love goats. I love goats. And I was just like, yes. Because obviously in the 50s, that's what you do. You know, you have, have goats. This is why I'm saying, why wasn't it earlier? Like, it anyway, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. There were goats. I had. I like goats. There were goats. And goats are good. Uh, I'll tell you what else there is. There's Michael Bloody Smiley. <laughs> I'm always happy to see him and hear his lovely Northern Irish accent. It always makes me happy. And because this. obviously, you know, so. people in the Vatican, they're, they're Irish. Absolutely. Not, I mean, not I Italian. assume quite a lot of them are, what with how incredibly Catholic Ireland is. True. Although not Northern Ireland, historically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Northern Ireland was Catholic. Well, I thought Southern Ireland was Catholic and Northern Ireland wasn't. And that's what the I Troubles were it was were the about. other way around. But Northern Ireland is a part of the UK. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I've been getting that wrong. Someone hanging is creepy. Like, somebody yeah. hanging from their neck is creepy because it's not a nice thing to see, right? Because it's, it's very realistic. You can make it look very realistic. Yeah. Unfortunately, even though that was creepy, it was ruined by a yeah. bad gore face. Um, oh no, bad gore face. If they just had the nun, like, hanging without the bad gore face, it would have actually been, like, really creepy. Like, have her hanging and have that creaky sound. You know, kind yeah. of creaky. But anyway... I. Watching someone hang, actually, it's pretty creepy. And I appreciate it a little bit of creep. It is a creepy hang. Um, I like the fact that when Father Shithouse's fir- first appears to Justin Timberlake, he's wearing this really tight woolen suit with a little fedora hat he's got on. And it's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good look. <laughs> Speaking of looks, like that. the um, white um, nun garb that she wears for most of it, because she's, cause she's not taken her vows, as we have established many times. Uh-huh. She doesn't get to wear the black and white. She only has the white. No, she was white. Um, yeah. And actually, like, it really suited her. <laughs> and I was like, this is kind of a vibe. Where do I get this dress from? It was like, it had like a big collar. And then it was in at the waist with her like rope around the waist. And then from the floor length. I was like, I like this. It was a, it was a good outfit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good outfit, damn it. I really enjoyed the briefcase gag. So they the guy... 
is walking them to work to how they're going to get up to the mountains and he confidently strides up to this truck um and thomas and mckenzie and um brick house they put their briefcase in the back of the truck which then immediately drives off without them and they and revealing the fact that justin timberlake walked past the truck to a uh, a donkey and cart behind them um <laughs> which is a great gag but then it gets kind of lame because justin timberlake is then immediately to is then able to immediately sort of just yell out and stop the truck and they get their stuff back and it's like no it's, it's just end it on the gag the reveal you know but again it's weirdly just part of this nothing's really wrong except for the ghost kind of thing which is a weird thing about the conjuring everything's so wholesome outside of the actual haunting do you remember the bit in the conjuring 2 where patrick wilson just plays an elvis song and an acoustic guitar for a long period of time oh god no i don't and i'm glad i don't remember that it's it's really weird these movies have a weird (laughs) vibe um okay this movie as we have alluded to there are some moments that were like pure comedy, right? Um, kind of like yeah. unintentional comedy, I think. Um, in that way that sometimes you and I will be watching a horror movie and we'll be laughing at it when everybody else is like not. Um, but but for the wrong reasons in this in this case. Um, there's one bit where Justin Timberlake pulls a cross out of the ground in the cemetery to use as a weapon. And I was yeah. howling at that. I was like, that is so funny. It wasn't meant to be fun. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. But it was just like, I can't believe he's using somebody's like actual gravestone cross. It's like, that is yeah. so inappropriate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I do enjoy the occasional... I like the occasional moments of sacrilege in this. <laughs> yeah. It, well, most of my funny things are sacrilegious. So. Well, indeed. <laughs> um... The journey up to the nunnery was suitably gothic in tone, but not in look. Because again, this just looks like stuff that was shot in 2018. It doesn't never it never looks like you know Dracula or anything like that. You know, it's but the idea of the, the slow, long build up journey up to the nunnery was good through the forest. I like that. I like a forest. Um, there was one adequate jump scare for me. Um, there's mm. a bit where um nun Thomas McKenzie. Um, it's like about to say the Lord's Prayer over a dead body of a nun. Uh-huh. And then, oh no, that nun sits up. She wasn't dead. As if there was any doubt before, this place is no longer holy. Oh, Father. And I was like, oh, oh no, oh. no. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. that was that was a small jump. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it. I was like, cool, okay. One jump scare that actually was a little jumpy. That one worked for me because it wasn't, it was in a long shot, a wide shot. Yes. It yeah. was, um, so it was unexpected that something was going to happen because nothing in the framing was sort of drawing your attention to the nun in that moment. So it was good stuff. Um, okay, yes, quite a good spooky one. They get, they get there, they go down to the ice house, they find the body down there. Um, they phrase it in a weird way, though. Because the, the, the twist is yeah. that Justin Timberlake says, that's not how I left her. Because she's like sat upright rather than laying down. And that's spooky. That's creepy that it's not how you left her. But he says it. He, he, what does he say? He, he says, says, there's something there's, I've got to tell what... you. I should tell you one more thing, Father. What? That's not how I left her. There's one more thing I should tell yeah. you. And it's like, no. what? That's not how you act you emote in this moment you're like wait father 
Yeah. What is it? Why are you so scared? That's not how I left her. You know yeah, that. Exactly. You know, it's, it's just odd. It just doesn't have an ear for the natural rhythms of or, how people talk and feel. Or he just has like a scared look on his face or something. And then the father says, are you okay? And he says, that's not how I left her. Like it, it didn't need that. There's one more thing I have to tell you. Um, But speaking of that, um, Romanian, not Romanian, French, Canadian, Irish guy. um, <laughs> French, Canadian, Irish, Justin Timberlake. He had some jokes lines. And most of them were like sacrilege lines. There's one where he goes, like they're talking about the blood of Christ. And he goes, the blood of Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and I, just, I laughed because it's like of course jesus christ like name another christ (laughs) i know but also just like you would be like what actual blood like actual like where are we gonna get that jesus you know like the you need to send to the vatican i don't know i'm a poor french canadian peasant living in romania is that something that's just lying around do you have that on you i feel like i could sell that for like a lot of money (laughs) oh yeah i did also put cool nunnery bro I think the exterior shots I quite like. Though, yeah, how castle I think I like it is. Yeah. Um, okay, I did like the creepy co- um, sort of sequence of the father chasing the creepy boy through sheets and graves. Um, and at one stage, he's just like shining a flashlight and there's just like the boy's face behind the grave, which then, you know, he whips back and that was that was good. You know, you weren't seeing, seeing the whole thing and, you know, it had some good build-up moments. I guess, however... The sheets thing is such a horror trope. Like have like hanging sheets and yeah, going through But running through them, but running through them and then whipping back, you know, Mm -hmm. at a pace that, uh, you know, constantly making you nervous that the next one's going to reveal something frightening. That's, that's not bad. It was like in the Red Door, um, the latest Conjuring. Oh yeah. One creepy bit was where Patrick Wilson knows. Yeah. Patrick Wilson is like the trying to remember stickies things. on the window. Yeah, he's got yeah. like stickies on the window, and he's 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 pulling them up, and every now and again you'll see something behind one of them. I thought that yeah. was pretty good, but it's a similar horror trope where you're covering like something, and then you but reveal, and it's there, which is fine as long as it's actually scary. Yeah. yeah, that's how all horror films work. And I thought that yeah, the Red Door had a couple of moments like that that quite worked. I thought the yeah the MRI one worked quite well as well. It's a and shame about the rest of the movie because it wasn't that good. It is. <laughs> it wasn't very good. Although there's some interesting stuff going on. But anyway, you can check out Jen the film critic for more about that. Mm. Um, okay, your next one. Um, I laughed at the bit where, oh no, yeah. So there's a bit where they are in a pool. Is it a pool of holy water or is it just like water? It's like a like a like a pool. You know what I mean? Uh, I'd be surprised if they had that much holy water. It's usually. <laughs> They usually try to like keep the premium on it by keeping it to a smaller quantity. Uh, anyway, they're in like a put like a like a kind of indoor lake thing, and mm-hmm. the nun comes out of the pool, and I laughed so hard. Oh yeah, it was pure comedy. <laughs> During one of the spooky sequences, I do like the fact that the cross behind her like coquettishly turns upside down. Like she's focusing on a nun in the foreground, but behind her the cross mm. is just like, oh, oh, oh. and it goes upside down. And it's like nobody's looking at you. What are you doing? Um, nobody notices that 
my biggest laugh was when she spat the blood of Christ. That we already mentioned it when she spat the blood of Christ <laughs> at the nun. The thing is, we didn't actually yeah. notice it put her in her mouth, but I guess she did at some point. Um, it was a reveal. Yeah, the reveal yeah. was that she had done that. But I, I liked that for her because early on in the movie, it sets up the fact that she's not as crusty and conservative as the other nuns, and then that never comes up again because. What would make sense is if she had to use her skills to charm a child or a naive fellow nun in order to win over the situation. Yeah. She doesn't. Her only interactions with the other nuns have to receive exposition. But by having her take the blood of Christ into her mouth in order to trick the devil, that's quite good. Yeah. That's I, quite I, good at demonstrating. It was funny and also clever. Thinking outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the fucking tone shift when Justin Timberlake shows up uh, and this friend becomes <laughs> Evil Dead 2 for a second because we've had just really dry, haunting sequences for a while. Just spooky ghost moments. And then suddenly a zombie is attacking the priest and then it gets blown away. What is it? What happens? What does he do with it? He doesn't shoot it, does he? He, um, he does shoot it. That's it. it. He cuts its head off. Oh, no, he cuts yeah, his head no, off yeah, with yeah. a spade. And then he's there and he's got like a quip. And it's like, okay, what movie do you want this to be, Justin Timberlake? Because <laughs> let's give that one a go. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm not in The Conjuring. I'm in like Shaun of the Dead or something. This is now The Mummy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, okay, I'm going to be Rick O'Connell. I'm up for this. Let's go. Let's go, Rico Um, <laughs> I didn't hate that it went back to the conjuring, and it, he was like, we've mentioned this already, but he was in the clip from the conjuring. Like it when it went backwards, and it was yeah. like, oh, yeah. like, reveal. I didn't hate that. I was like, okay, okay, cool. Like, like that. It makes it part of the because one of my big problems with this is that like why is this part of the conjuring universe like there's absolutely no reason for it to be yeah but at least True. they tied it in a little bit at the end um to be like oh yeah no like it was part of it the whole time kind of thing um, we paid yeah. Patrick Wilson a gajillion pounds to be in this two minutes of movie. Indeed. That's true. But then for someone who doesn't know these movies, that doesn't add useful context for them. It's just like, mm. who the fuck were they? <laughs> that is true. But are you seeing this movie <laughs> if you haven't seen any of the other Conjuring <laughs> movies? Because if you are, well, what are you doing with your time? <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously? Further evidence that Justin Timberlake is uh, trying to make this a different movie comes in a bit where he gets out the relic. Uh, they get out the relic, and he's like, holy shit. And the priest, they look at him like, don't swear in front of the idol, but then the priest just says, the holiest. The blood of Christ. Holy shit. The holiest. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that, okay. Um, again, there's another comedy bit I liked. <laughs> and it was kind of unintentionally <laughs> funny, right? They're doing a crossword at the beginning. Oh yeah, she's doing gets, a couple. Yeah, she gets like the line and it's deliveries, right? And he's like, Oh, you're good right. at crosswords, whatever. And then it comes back later. He still has the crossword and he looks down and it says deliveries and he looks up and they're outside the delivery room. And it says deliveries what? on the delivery room. <laughs> Did you not see That's this? That's ridiculous. And no, I, was, I like, didn't. That's the dumbest I was shit. Howling. I was like, that is so funny. <laughs> like I was like, we did oh not God. need a Chekhov's gun of a crossword. <laughs> like it was so <laughs> unnecessary. Like I was not thinking that was gonna come back. But actually that's I guess that's a good thing. Like you un Chekhov's gun the crossword, but like why did it come back? Like I was like, okay, that's that's really unnecessary, but actually really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Well, my last one 
is that I enjoyed uh, the the big scare. They've got one big scare because they put it in the trailer. So, of course, you know what happens. And it's one of those instances where they didn't put, you know, an alternative in the trailer. They did just put the jump scare that's in the trailer in there, which is she's walking down one of the many, many spooky corridors. And there was a nun Mm -hmm. behind her Mm -hmm. just standing there. And she turns around and finally notices her. And she's like leaning into her. She's like, sister and then suddenly another nun runs in from the left and sort of scares her that's good it was good in the trailer it's good in here it's still the timing of it gets you and yeah it's a good jump scare more of that sort of thing is probably what you needed i enjoyed that jump scare too that was my last one as well because i think that that again it's a shame that it was in the trailer but um yeah yeah it's always a shame when the big jump scare is in the trailer but um well yeah yeah, i was like i was like oh oh nothing none oh okay yeah yeah that's why I was always on board, and I've seen some people saying, is it right to put things in trailers that aren't in the movie? But I was always really on board with Paranormal Activity putting specific shot-for-the-trailer jump scares in its trailers, because that's the whole movie. The whole movie yeah. is build-up, anticipation, and then reveal. You don't want to blow that in the trailer. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Anyway, that's that for The Nun. The Nun. Now let's check in with the OG team. I bet there's none. <laughs> oh, uh, look at this now. Uh, look what happened there. This is what you bring me here for, the comedy. This is literally how you get Katie onto your podcast. And yes. Uh, hard to hear, but nevertheless. You can still hear it somehow. Still hear it somehow. Oh, here we go. Helen Gaffney. Excellent. Gets in touch to say, Mostly what I remember is the bells on the grave thing. The rest of it is mostly a black and white blur. Pretty meh. Because of the yeah. nuns. Is it any movie about black nuns and black and, in black and white? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's Yeah, The Bells on the Grave is a good little spooky, spooky bit of aesthetic, and it's probably the only part of this film that actually does feel a bit unique. Yeah, You know, it's very similar aesthetically to that uh, sequel they made to Woman in Black, uh, The Angel of Death or whatever it was called. Oh, I didn't see that. It didn't have Daniel Radcliffe in it. Um... Yeah, I don't watch films unless they have Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> you did see some interesting stuff. No, I've um, seen a lot of his movies. I just imagine if it was like only his movies that I watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, Paul will read anything on the teleprompter, at Old Man Gall- Calloway says. Uh, Taste of Farmiga's good. It was better than The Curse of La Llorona, which I am told is the fact. Although that's a bit confusing because there was another... Um, horror movie about La La Llorona that was actually good uh, made at the same time but it wasn't a Conjuring verse movie it was a actual I think an actual movie (laughs) it was an actual movie but it was an actual Argentinian film that was like different Um, yeah Paul will read anything on the teleprompter as a reference to the fact that um, BT had as his Twitter thing um, I'm a stupid moron with a big butt in reference to the Simpsons and I just read it matter of fact and so now He's put that. But the thing is, he put that two weeks ago, but sent in his thing too late for the last episode. So he has had to have that as his Twitter handle for two weeks now. (laughs) So do we have anything on Facebook? No. Okay. Thank you, OG team, for your thoughts on The Nun. But now we're going to talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Um, Do you have a one better thing? I have many. How many do you want? Uh, I have four. I have <laughs> so... one, two, three, four. Oh my god, if they're the same. Oh my go god. <laughs> okay, well, mine are all non-movies and not specifically horror movies. I've got I've got three horror movies and a comedy. 
<laughs> okay, so my right. first one, I'm going to take it because I reckon you're going to say it too. <gasps> Bernadetta? Yeah, that's one of my yeah. non-movies. Yeah, yeah, so Bernadetta is much... an amazing yeah. movie that me and it's Paul saw good. at LFF two years ago? Three years ago? Two years ago? Yes, I think so. Yeah, before and, last. Um, it's it's creepy nuns. Uh, Bernadetta, the main character, has like visions. Uh, well, may or may not have visions. And no. there's horror bits, but there's also sexy bits, and there's also um, the sexy bits. Yeah, and and it's and the aesthetic is amazing, and it's set in like um, plague, plague era. So uh-huh. um, I love it. It was great. I would a pl- need to yeah. watch it again. I'm not sure which plague it is, but it's a plague that apparently a affected plague. Italy. Well, no, was it the <laughs> same plague that affected all of Europe? It was, wasn't it? So yeah, as in like the pl- as one. in the Black Death. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, okay. We've got that one in common then. So I guess we're back on par. My next nun movie is Ida, which is the Ooh. oh god. No, actually, let's. Uh, actually, yes. Hold on. Let me just find out who directed Ida. No, I don't want the International Development Association. <laughs> I don't want it. Go to IMDb. I don't want it. I never wanted it. Yes, it is. It's Pavel Pavlovsky. I should have trusted my instincts. So Ida is a Polish film. It's um, about a young nun who finds out that her parents were actually Jewish and were killed in Poland during the Second World War. And so she sort of goes on this kind of voyage of discovery to sort of figure out how she fits into all of this and how her story fits in. So, yeah, Pavel Pavlovsky is an extraordinary Polish director. And, yeah, Ida is extremely good. Okay, I'm going to do my next next two together. Um, Okay. Two horrors. I'll do my last two together. I've got two horrors. And they are The Exorcist, obviously, the greatest uh-huh. movie of all time, uh, greatest oh, horror yeah. movie of all time potentially. It's it's a it's a you know it's a vicar. There's scary shit happening. But my other one, oh vicar, <laughs> vicar priest, whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, watch out, vicar. And um, the other one is Stigmata. <laughs> I love I Stigmata. Seen that in decades. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I love Stigmata. It's so good. Um, Gabriel Byrne, who plays. Who plays the stigmatat? <laughs> the chick. I don't remember, but it's basically like a, a chick gets stigmata and the priest has to, you know, work out what's happening. Um, and I really like it. It's creepy. There's some good gore. There's like a lot of like religious stuff happening. Um, and huh. yeah, I, I really like that movie. I don't know why it stuck with me, but I've watched it like a number of times so <laughs> i saw it just the once weirdly and it but it did it did leave an impression patricia arquette is the, ah uh... that's it that's it yeah all right well my two are both classic nun movies that is uh the nun story of course which is oh god and the director's names are just slipping out of my head i want to say zinnerman <laughs> let's see if i'm right about zinnerman yes i was again just trust yourself god trust yourself uh, f- the nun story is Fred Zinnemann's film uh, where Audrey Hepburn is a young aspiring nun who signs up, undergoes her schooling. We get to find out a little bit about what it takes to actually be a nun. And then she is dispatched to the sort of colonies in order to help deliver sort of medical aid. And she discovers the limitations of her role as well as sort of what is expected of her. Very good film. Nice. Then Black Narcissus. 
mm-hmm. um, is the Powell and Pressburger f- uh, film, and there is a Powell and Pressburger season coming to the BFI soon. Ooh, with an absolutely go. epic trailer. Yeah, we've got to go see all of it because Black Narcissus is amazing. It's about this nunnery right up in the mountains, so it's very appropriate for this. I'm sure there was some element of uh, inspiration there, and it's about sort of falling out and sort of political tensions and mysterious goings ons within the nunnery. We were watching um, that trailer, right? And I was like, I want to see that movie. And I've only just seen a clip. Yeah. Yeah. Was that the movie? Yeah. You saw, yeah, that was uh, Black Narcissus. Oh, that was, was like... the nun ringing the bell on top oh, of the precipice. Good. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, I, I got one more. Um, oh, go for it. It's a comedy because this made me laugh. Oh. Uh. <laughs> it's Dogma. Oh, of course. Dogma. Dogma is a comedy movie <laughs> with a comedy Jesus. And uh, just like, yeah. it really made me think of this because that's how to do a comedy Jesus movie. That's um, how you do a comedy Jesus that's movie. That's how you do it. And that's it. There's no one better things. But if I had to pick one, it's it's probably Bernadette. Oh, that's fair. Bernadette is sublime. It's Paul Verhoeven and it's utter madness. And I highly recommend it. The one better thing. Okay, well, that's going to do it for us here at OG Team Manor. If you want to find out more about OG Team, then just type in OGT Pod uh, into anything that you want to do. And you'll find out all about us, including other episodes starring Katie Maydon. Yay, me! And if you tune Yay. back in here in like a month and a bit, not here, but if you tune back into Screen Mayhem in a month and a bit, you will get a new episode of We See Saw, hopefully. Oh, of course you will. Yes. Okay, you, keep we an eye on We See Saw. Seen Saw. See if I remember the password for those accounts. <laughs> we shall <laughs> get another episode of We See Saw out. We do also have like two more Macbeths to do. Yeah, we watched a lot of Macbeths, guys. Please go and listen to the podcast. We did, did, but we've got two more that we haven't covered yet, so that we now have. So we need to get back on that. Back on the Macbeth train. Choo-choo. I mean, I am back in lockdown. (laughs) Mcchoo-choo. Is this a choo-choo I see before me? Uh, I'm Paul Beth. (laughs) Wow, and I'm Lady Katie. (laughs) Remember, the one good thing about the nun is that jump scare they put in the trailer. <laughs> oh. <laughs>